Welcome to the Green Wisdom Health Podcast with Dr. Stephen and Janet Lewis, where you will learn about natural solutions to common ailments. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. Stephen and Janet Lewis. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Green Wisdom Health Show. I'm Janet Lewis. And I'm Dr. Lewis. And today we are going going to talk with you a little bit about your gut health. Uh, a little bit more specific gut health. You know, you always hear us talk about uh, trains moving through tunnels and probiotics and digestive enzymes. But many of you might not have heard of something called H. pylori. And so today's show is about advanced gut health, how to handle H. pylori. Dr. Lewis, could you start us off and explain to us about what H. pylori is? How do you know if you have it, and what do you do about it, and why doesn't anybody ever talk about that? Well, I think if you have uh, some or many of the symptoms that we're going to talk about today that you do need also to see an MD, a gastroenterologist, because there's all sorts of things that it can be. Uh, H. pylori is pretty underdiagnosed, I think, but there's other things it could be. So please, you know, get a medical diagnosis also. And for those of you that, uh, you know, unfortunately, there's some people who get started and they just don't have the courage and the faith. Uh, look those words up and define them. They don't have that enough courage and faith to stick with it because here's what you need to always realize is that new beginnings are generally disguised as painful endings. So if it's painful, stick with it. There's always something better on the other side. You know, Willie Nelson sang that song, Bring Me Sunshine. That's right. But um, maybe we ought to talk about a little bit about what the symptoms are of H. pylori, and then maybe then you'll be able to relate to it a little bit better about maybe that's something you have and don't know you have and i know some people have had testing for it and then they say oh i i I got better but i still have symptoms again now so i'm gonna let dr lewis explain why that happens and um but some of the some of the reasons or the reasons you may have h pylori can include an ache or burning pain in your abdomen um, abdominal pain that's worse when your stomach is not full. That's a Elvis song, Hunk a Hunk a Burning Love. Yeah, usually, you know, bloating is one of the signs as well. But, you know, um, having your stomach not full and having pain is an interesting concept. Nausea, loss of appetite, if you're having frequent burning in your gut, or unintentional weight loss. So those are some of the things that can be a sign of H. pylori. And Dr. Lewis, for people that have had H. pylori and they think it's gone, and then they still act like they have symptoms, is it gone? Uh, Most of the time, no. It's been my experience whether you treat it this way or medically or both, and I think both is usually the appropriate way. It generally will come back, and there are a lot of reasons for this. Uh, and I've had a lot, of, many people that would do the breath test, which is you know easy and non-invasive. And they said, "Well, I tested negative," and I said, "I don't care. We're going to treat it like it's that anyway." Uh, and people get remarkably good success. And again, please don't try to diagnose yourself off a list that we give you because these lists can be many other things. And you know, we're going to give you the list of things, but. 
it could be H. pylori, but it could be stomach cancer, pancreatitis, pancreatic cancer. It could be uh, an aneurysm, abdominal aneurysm. It could be so many other things or a reflex, you know, coming from a heart problem. But, uh, you know, the thing that kicks me into thinking H. pylori, they say, well, even water upsets my stomach and burns and makes me want to throw up. I say, yep, I got it. And it can be upset stomach, uh, acid indigestion, and that could be other things, too gastritis, dyspepsia, ulcers, and then there's all this information that says, well, H. pylori causes ulcers. Maybe, or maybe just the conditions are so wrong that you develop ulcers and the H. pylori takes over, so who knows? But if it's unrecognized, many times it can go on to cause cancer of the stomach, and that's why be careful diagnosing and treating yourself. Um and that's a good point with the water. The water hurts your stomach because the other part of that is uh, if you drink tea, like the tannins that are in the tea actually calm down H. pylori. So oh, that's good. That's sexy. Thank you. Yeah. So if tea makes your stomach feel better, then that's a cheap way to find out maybe you, that that's what you have. And, and, you know, what is H. pylori exactly? It's it's called Heliocobacter pylori. <laughs> and it's a small spiral-shaped bacteria often seen in the gut. And it can be quite common. It's often asymptomatic. It can be considered a normal member of your gut flora. Yes, How, it can be. Yeah, and, but however, when your gut balance is off and H. pylori proliferate unchecked, it can lead to disastrous results such as ulcers and cancer, like Dr. Lewis talked about. So... That goes back to what we've talked about in the past with leaky gut type issues, correct? Yeah, and you know, there's plenty of research. You know, I read gobs of research uh, that say there's uh, antibodies in about 94% of the people that you can see the antibodies 13 years prior to uh, stomach cancer being diagnosed. But here's an interesting thing. Oh, let me back up, back down another rabbit trail. She's talking about the uh, tannins in tea so the stronger tea would work and i don't care if it's green tea or black tea but there's I, I'm, I'm really sort of not kidding on this one but uh oak acorns have massive amount of tannins in it so if you've got guts enough to do it go chew on a acorn off your oak tree white oak is the least offensive uh, and if you can chew up the acorn and it makes your stomach feel better, try it. And Janet's looking at me like, yes, darling, that's a country thing. The hard acorns off the tree? Yeah, well, the Indians used to soak them in a sack in the stream. To They'd crush the shell first and soak them in a sack in the stream. And it let the, the stream wash out a lot of the tannins. And then they would make a flower out of the acorns. See, that's why I hang around you. You're just like some kind of little pilgrim from back in the day. Yeah, I make I, up a lot of crap, and she yeah, believes me. Like you, you know, I don't, I don't know about crushing it now. I was like, I just have to wait for a squirrel to bite through one and grab it or something we've, from him. We've got, you know, hundreds of thousands in our backyard now. Uh, well, here, here, now, okay, back down the rabbit trail she was taking me to. Uh, there was... A study that said more than 60% of everybody over 60 years of age had H. pylori residing in their stomachs. 
Then they did a follow-up study that says 68% of the spouses that had H. pylori also had the infection. So that means the 32% that the spouse didn't have it, they weren't kissing their spouse because, yep, you can get it kiss to kiss. So, really? So it's spreadable? Yep, baby. <laughs> wow. So you could cure yourself and your partner could have it and give it back to you. Yeah, they. your partner gives you back a lot of other things, too. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean yeast. <laughs> I mean, okay. It sound like it's a very good idea to have a partner. <laughs> well, you need a clean one. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Jeez. It's going to get better, I promise you. Wow. <laughs> I, this is eye-opening to me. I, this is not in her notes. I don't know what she's going off you're gonna, of. But. We're just going to start taking the exact same product so we make sure everything's just, just dead, what, whatever that <laughs> is. She, her product is vodka. I go for bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol, it'd kill it, baby. So uh, what damage can H. pylori cause? Uh, it can cause a low-grade inflammation in the lining of your digestive system it inhabits. And eventually... It, this inflammation called gastritis starts causing symptoms such as an upset stomach, pain, hiccups, or belching. And you may think it's something like, well, it's gluten sensitivity because these symptoms can mimic, each one of them can mimic the other thing. And, and gluten does the same thing to the lining of the small intestine and those with celiac disease. So if you think leaky gut, well, if you don't have enough digestive enzymes, and most people don't have enough uh, acid, they think they have too much, and that's not really true most of the time. Uh, then if you don't have enough acid to sanitize your stomach, then it can go further down into the small intestine and create havoc there. And so digestive enzymes and, and probiotics are always a good, good, good thing. But there's some probiotics better than others and people tell me well i'm taking probiotic you don't hear me you're getting that junk from the big box store and i've seen them under microscope most of them aren't even alive so you're making yourself feel good mentally but it's not doing anything physically well and we had a lady that came in here um she lives here locally and because she was having some of these symptoms and we kept telling her you know she she was actually a nurse and we could we told her you need to go get your stomach checked and get checked for h pylori and or a gallbladder problem or something because she'd lay down at night and have these symptoms and to the point she was trying she was about to throw up and she got to where she was coming in here buying a product from us because it gave her immediate relief and it was called uh, it is called digest ease I'm going to let Dr. Lewis explain kind of why it works. But this, this woman was buying three bottles of this a week because she said it's the only thing that works. And, uh, and this was a wife of another doctor here in town. I said, good Lord, take have him take you to a GI doctor, please. And, uh, well, once upon a time, Janet said, da-da-da-da-da. I said, I don't know, mastic gum. She said, where'd it come from? I said, I don't know. I read it 20 years ago or sometime. I don't know where this stuff comes the from. The same place the, ac- the acorns come from with the Indians making making tea, whatever it is you said. <laughs> you know, she saw an animal on TV the other day, and I said, it's a South American taper. And she said, how in the heck did you know that? I said, well, you saw one in, in Belize. She didn't remember. A taper. Yeah. They're so common. Well, it's kind of a, it's a rodent, kind of a cross between a pig and a 
beaver, I guess. Huh. Uh, but this uh, Digestease is, oh, my God, good. It's got DGL, which is very, very soothing to the irritated lining of the stomach and small intestine. But then it has the mastic gum. And, you know, I tell people, just, just chew up the tablet. It tastes really, really yucky, like some pretty yucky dirt. But it tastes better than it used to. And I don't have, you know, I... I've always had silent acid reflux, says my MD, my dentist, and my little flap that holds the acid back in my throat doesn't work good. So at night, if I go to bed with the stomach too full, and I'm just saying this so y'all can relate maybe, if the stomach's too full and it's, the acid starts coming up, I'll get up in the middle of the night and go choose, chew one of these digestees, and oh my God, the symptoms go away. So don't go to bed with a full stomach to start with, and this uh, digestees is so good that there are people who said, you know, I could bootleg this stuff and sell it for three bucks a tablet. You really start getting used to it. At first, when you have it, you're thinking, oh, it tastes pretty good. And then as it gets to the end, you're like, ooh, it don't taste so good. But when you have bad symptoms like this, you actually like it. It yeah. actually is, you just kind of crave it. That's you know? why you shouldn't judge somebody else because if I judged what she just said by my experience, I'd say she's full of something. Well, you know what? <laughs> I carry these in my purse all the time, and after hearing you talk about being able to give H. pylori back and forth, I'm going to start giving these out to people for breath mints. I'm going to start that's, telling them, it is a breath mint. You need to have one of them. Well, that, you know, that's another thing. If you have bad breath, it's very possible and probable that you have H. pylori, or at least intestinal dysbiosis. And I've lost several patients because they said, well, I have bad breath. I said, you've got to clean out your stomach, small intestine, make sure your liver and gallbladder is working, and then clean the colon. And they didn't believe me. But, uh, sorry, they still have bad breath. Uh, You know, when you get this, uh, whether it's just H. pylori or different pathological bacteria, fungus, different parasites, uh, with the low stomach acid that allows that to live, it stops or very much impairs your ability to absorb nutrients such as calcium, iron, folic acid, B6, B12. And I tell people, well, it looks like you're low on B6 because you're low liver enzymes. And if you don't have B6, you can't let the neurotransmitters or the happy hormones cross the blood-brain barrier. And you're not as healthy mentally. You're stressed. You're anxious. You're depressed. You're angry. And I had a lady yesterday from Washington. She said, holy cow, it's like you've been reading my mail. And I said, well, you don't look that way. She said, no, I'm crazy, and my husband will love you. Uh, and B12, you'll lack full brain function, but you won't have energy. And folic acid is a really, really weird one about some experts say we have about 50% of us have this uh, genetic SNP. SNP uh, that we can't utilize folic acid anyway so that's why our supplements have the really good stuff it's 5-MTHF or 5-methyltetrahydrofolate anyway we've got the good stuff in so this can be easy much easier to absorb while we heal the uh, inflammation of your gut the gut leakiness or whatever it is through nutrition and you want to know another odd way that you can get H. pylori if you didn't think the kissing and sexual transmission way was enough, you could actually drink contaminated water. And that's water that's been contaminated with fecal matter and is unknowingly swallowed because so many people do that. That's why I don't swim in people's pools because I've seen little babies that, well, 
you figure it out. In lakes and streams as well. You know, you're supposed to always drink uphill from the herd. <laughs> mark that mark that down too. <laughs> you know, that this is just you know, you can take all this stuff and try to be healthy, but then you do something trying to have a little fun one way or another and look what happens. So animals. Another way is that you can transport it is from an animal because it says a zoonotic bacteria. Well, uh, don't kiss your dog or don't let your dog kiss you because you know what your dog's been doing no, with their mouth. Not, it does not mention dogs. It mentions cats. <coughs> I'm, I'm going to disagree because yeah, my dog Because her dog's out there under her desk. It does. <laughs> uh, sheep, goats, cows, and cats can transfer the infection both via milk and feces. Do not be a cat hater. No, I like cats, but, you know, that's why I say that But the kissing part of them... You, you, you know, cats, you know, you kind of expect that, though, from litter boxes and stuff. But um, I don't know. It, it just amazes me how you can get this stuff. Um, anyway, you can reach out to a doctor for further testing. This is not something that we can see on regular lab work. So if you're thinking, hey, I've done your lab, you've never mentioned I have H. pylori, that's because we didn't run that specific test. Um, and I don't like to because I've seen them come back negative, but I tell the people, well, let's treat you that way anyway, and they get well. And it is available as a blood test. And you can go see your MD. You know, I like for you to make sure that gastritis is not, you know, pancreatic cancer or whatever. See a good GI doctor while you're taking our stuff. That's a smart thing to do. Yeah. So, um, again, it looks like it goes back to getting your gut healthy, correct? And not getting the the uh, uneven population of the bad bacteria versus the other bacteria yeah and that's why you know we tell you to take our probiotics and then take a different kind of probiotic we've got all kinds of good probiotics and i'm gonna i'm gonna real quickly go over some of the list in case we hadn't heard or talked about some of them if you have an autoimmune disease uh, digestive insufficiency poor diet Everybody has a poor diet. People say, but I eat good. And it's like, no, you don't. You eat better than some, but it's still not good because super good food doesn't exist. Nutritional deficiencies, intestinal dysbiosis, uh, if you're taking medications. And, yeah, I know medications are very necessary, but they are robbers of nutrients. Food allergies, food sensitivities, we've told you about our new testing that really, really digs into that in a deep way for not that much money. And malabsorption because of celiac disease, chemical sensitivity, brain fog or toxic encephalopathy. Um, The thing to start with, and this is a new product, it's called SBI Spore, which is the bovine-derived immunoglobulins, so immune system with spores. I mean, this is a kick but good disease uh, uh, disease fighter <laughs> disease fighter yeah because i'm looking at the immunoglobulin g holy cow if you knew what that did you would take a lot of it but it's got the spores from all sorts of good things let's see how bad i can mispronounce some of these bacillus coagulan bacillus clossy uh subtilis and, the, for, and for those of you that are already familiar with our sbi protect um that's basically what we've done. We've taken SBI Protect and mixed it with the the spore probiotics and made a combination of them. So it helps heal leaky gut and put the good bacteria in. Yeah, so you know what it does is uh, increases the mucosal immunity and it binds the harmful toxins. 
It helps the uh, microbi- microbiome diversity, I guess. That's a good way of putting it, without disrupting all that, while protecting you with the immunoglobulins. And it's really, really good because these species, these particular species, they communicate back and forth. They produce active compounds that deter unwanted organisms. It doesn't matter if it's H. pylori or any other one. And they have really an intelligent networking system. These cells do communicate. If you want to know more about that, read 10% Human or The Microbiome Diet. Those are two really good books. And it inhibits the growth of undesirable bacteria, which goes way beyond H. pylori. Well, and then I wanted you to also talk a little bit about how H. pylori alters your stomach acidity. Um, and so do some medications by lowering lowering their stomach acid. People are told they have too much acid. Yeah. And then they are put on a medication to lower the stomach acid. If you're on an acid reducer, you're it. Tag, you're it. Right. Those people are probably prime for H. pylori because now the these bacteria are comfortable in the gut because you don't have enough stomach acid anymore it's usually just the opposite right it's usually you really yep. don't have enough yep. stomach acid and the doctor will tell you no you have too much we're going to give you this drug the reality is you don't have enough and then you take this drug and now this bacteria just sets up camp and says hey i'm not being burned out so uh, you know we use uh, betaine hydrochloric acid because it is to help burn through some of these bad bacteria correct and it's really good to digest protein amongst other things and many people don't digest their protein real well well guess what some of the pathological organisms are covered with they're covered with protein and you know another way you can get bad bugs in your system is food people say well i got a little food poisoning i think the last time i threw up was when I had some chicken cacciatore and Janet didn't cook it. It wasn't her cooking. I thought I was going to Because I don't cook. Yeah, <laughs> bull. Um, <laughs> any, anyway, this is really good stuff. We've had some people that have had some incredible results after years and years and years of not getting results anywhere else. And I always tell people the missing part of the equation was your body's innate ability to heal itself, but it needed something to work with, such as the raw materials, such as extra nutrients. And it's interesting, if you don't take care of these H. pylori, I mean, you think, oh, well, so they live there. They actually, uh, from the safety of the gut lining, H. pylori releases its toxins. So you're going to have to think of it as like a parasitic type uh, thing. These toxins attack and kill your stomach cells. But the bacteria does not stop there. It detaches from its previous position and migrates forward to kill more cells. So one by one, holes begin to form in your gut lining. And that's what Dr. Lewis is talking about, our SBI spore. That um, The SBI part of it actually helps go in like a, a clay or, or kind of a glue to help uh, seal those holes back. And the people that have autoimmune problems, leaky gut, love which, SBI protection. Which, which helps deal with the zonulin for the people that know about that. But And it doesn't have to be H. pylori, but I'm going to lead up to that. It can be candida or a different type of yeast that has an overgrowth from excessive sugar or carbohydrates, alcohol. Holy cow, that hurt. 
antibiotics, chlorinated water. And you've got to understand, folks, if you're eating commercially grown chickens and beef you're, and pigs, you're, you're getting antibiotics. This can lead to intestinal inflammation. And, yeah, drum roll, please, H. pylori has been associated with wheat intolerance, which, think gluten, which leads to celiac disease and leakiness. And that's from the American Journal of Gastroenterology. So you'll have to say this word because you're really good at it. It's super sexy when you say it. It's the, I'm not going to try it, the first portion of the small intestine called the, I know, you're really, really good at this because you're a chiropractor, and I have heard you say this word many, many times. Duodenum? Uh, That's it. Is that the right one? That's it. Oh, good. (laughs) I guessed it right. It's the the first portion of the small intestine close to the stomach, and it's affected. Some people say duodenum. Duodenum, but uh, you've heard of duodenal ulcers. I have not. Does that uh, mean it's? I a, was talking to the people listening. Oh, here, I'm sorry. But, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, well enlighten us. Yeah, well, that you get a lot of duodenal ulcers, and that's why I tell you, well, get a good opinion from a GI doctor. And there are many good medical doctors, osteopaths, that work with people like me that do nutrition. We don't step on each other, and uh, the patient with good allopathic medical care and with this natural care one plus one equals three they're synergistically helping you get well even more quickly so that's when you say that kind of ulcer like you just said that's a ulcer of the small intestine well right where the stomach goes into the small intestine yeah in the duodenum how can you tell if you have that? I mean, is there is it? Is oh, you know the ache and pain. Uh, back when I was a kid, they'd say, "Well, you know, if you have a pain, like you're always hungry and you keep eating, and it, it helps a little bit, and then they tell you to drink milk to coat." And then we found out later, it's like, well, if you drink milk, your body has to put out more acid, so more acid eats through it faster. Uh, I think milk was a bad idea, folks. Just in case you didn't understand me there. That's interesting. Unless it's goat's milk. Goat's milk is really not that bad. But, uh, you know, there's so many things that adversely affect your GI lining, and that leaves you a little bit more prone to having H. pylori uh, infections or overgrowth. And you have to remove the toxins, organisms, and harmful foods. And I know I tell people tell me all day long, but I eat good. And it's like, I know you eat better than most. And I do have some people, their labs look way wonderful, but that's the minority of the people. Uh, you can do the elimination diet, or the quick way is do the vibrant testing. You can look at a sample report on our website. It has blown many of our patients into a brand new, oh my God, high plateau of better ever-increasing health just by knowing what to get rid of in your diet it it really is awesome Uh, so once you remove the toxins and organisms and a harmful food then you replace digestive enzymes that's a critical Uh, then you re-inoculate with friendly organisms that's the spore the sbi spore we were talking about and other probiotics but that sbi spore is that's the bomb yeah, I'm excited. we are super excited about that. I also wanted to mention a couple of other things because you guys are having a lot of questions, and I know we're keeping you that way because we are keeping you very confused with our product lineup. Uh, between the COVID and having problems getting some of the products in because they're back ordered for literally months at a time, 
Uh, we've changed a little bit of our product lineup. Dr. Lewis um, has picked out a couple of different lines that he likes. In the meantime, some of them we're actually keeping, I believe, because he. Uh, it seems like as some of these um, products are coming back in from some of these companies, they've changed some of their uh, ingredients around, and Dr. Lewis is not happy with some of it, so he has sought out other products because he wants to make sure you guys have the very best. Um, one of them is our Active Mega Multi that we've had on back order that will be back someday Um, but in the meantime we have an active mega multi two we are probably going to keep that because that particular one you get twice the amount of capsules in it and it's going to be about a couple of dollars less buying a double double amount of it versus the 60 count we will have the 60 count back at some point also but the two of them were a complete different makeup uh, both equally as good. Some are higher. One of them's higher in some things. One of them's higher in some other things. It kind of balances out. Um, but he felt like that was a very a good product to keep, keep yeah, in. Yeah, the overall quality and absorbability is really, really good. So that's why we put the two on it, because I don't want pe- people to think, oh, my God, you changed these things. I want you to know that I did. But, you know, by now you should trust me, and most people do, thank God. Uh, just talked to a beautiful couple in utah and they're doing really really good they're in their 50s and their lab looks like they're in their 20s because they're consistent with it so yeah just keep it up throw it in ask god to bless it and your body long term will do more and more so you think about leaky gut first thing you need to get rid of is dairy second thing you need to get rid of is wheat third thing is chocolate i take great exception to that uh but it's just easier to do the vibrant testing to find out what you can eat, what you can't, rather than just try to guess. And the other thing that we can that we've added in now that's live and active, if you're having a hard time figuring out what you need to eat and trying to lose weight, our new uh, Well World Weight Loss app is available. You'll see it on our website at greenwisdomhealth.com. You can actually download it uh, from there. The cost on it is $27. It's It lasts for 28 days, and um, the, the app actually stays on your phone past the 28 days. But for $27, and the first 28 days, it's actually going to hold your hand and make sure that you are getting enough exercise. It integrates with a lot of the Fitbits, the Apple Watches, and make sure you have time for meditation. It's called Dr. Lewis's Hand-Holding Weight Loss. Because I don't like holding your hand, so Janet's making me. So if you like that, you know, send her chocolates. Yeah, there's She doesn't like chocolate, so I'll get to eat them. There's um, <laughs> there's a – Dr. Lewis has picked the low-sugar diet, and um, he's – in that it gives you recipes, it gives you ingredients, it gives you a shopping list of what to buy for the week so you aren't guessing at whether or not you have the right products in your home to make these recipes. He literally is holding your hand and helping you achieve your weight loss. We've also got the accompanying product that goes with that. It's in a box. It's called uh, Weight Loss Support Packets. There's two packets i believe you take a day of that you take one in the morning one in the evening they contain um, some different products each one of them some to help you be less hungry some of them to help you burn fat a little bit faster it's got carnitine in it our appy balance uh, and metabo bmr are, are the products that are inside of it 
but it is a 30-day supply. So when you get the weight loss app, then also order the weight loss products because they'll an email will come to you after you've downloaded the app, and then you'll have a link to get the weight loss packets. So um, we're pretty excited about. It. We're trying to help you get your health back. We're trying to help you have energy, joy, laughter, love, uh, because we've got to take care of our own health. And um, I think that was all my new stuff. And um, and sadly, we've come to the end of this show. I cannot believe it went by so fast. But um, we have a whole lot more to talk about. So I guess we'll just have to have another show on some other subjects. But um, Dr. Lewis, I guess we'll let you finish off with any last things that you'd like to tell our audience. I've always got something I want to say. Uh, you know, confidence is always quiet. Insecurities are loud. So you need to pay attention to that. Um, you know, I, I said the other day about always be kind because someone's fighting a battle that you don't know about, and that's still very, very true. The meaning of life is always to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. Always remember that no one ever injured their eyesight by looking at the bright side of things. I like that. We need to look at the bright side of things. That's really good. And with that, we know the cold is all coming in here and setting in. Keep your eyes on the light and the sunshine. We hope you have a very blessed week. We'll be here next time on the Green Wisdom Health Show. Once again, our show has come to an end, but your hope and your health is only beginning. If you or a loved one are in need of a different outcome and are waiting for a brighter future, take the first step and go to our website and fill out the health survey. Please don't keep us a secret. If you know someone that could benefit from this podcast, please share this show with your friends and family. You're only one step away from a life worth living.